Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. I'm Ramesh Ranganathan. Hey Ramesh, nice to, nice to see you again. No, I'm not do- introducing myself to you. Oh, right, right. It's for the benefit of the of the listener. Oh, hey, and I'm uh, Rumatch. And we are, or we're not actually, we don't have We a are Boyzone. <laughs> uh, how are you, Rumatch? You good? I'm good, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this episode. It's good to be back. It is good to be back, isn't it? Would you say that... We've been. Are we sporadic? Do you think are we have we reached sporadic now? I think we are. We're like we're slight how we started. It's very sporadic. Yeah, yeah. What do you think we should do about it? Do we try and be more consistent, or do we knock it on the head, or what's what's your sort of thinking? My thinking is we've got a couple more episodes to go this series, and okay. then the world's going to open up again. Yeah, we'll all be together for series four, and then we can get face to face. We can get back in that really claustrophobically sort of. Yeah. Covid unfriendly room <laughs> and record face to face. Starts again. Yeah. Are you ready for our guests? They've arrived. Let's do it. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Hello, Leanne. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. How's everyone? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, except for I'm just going to be absolutely honest with you, Leanne. Just before you logged on, yeah. Rupert and I did some sort of intro chat, and it's possibly the most boring fucking conversation that anyone's ever had. So, like the olden day. I, I mean, I was literally talking about my dinner. It was absolutely pathetic, but well, um, no, it was more of a being up that you might feel a bit sleepy and. No, I'm not going to feel sleepy, but you know, like, I have you had your dinner, Leanne? I have. I've got the plate right there. Um, I had a white bean stew with vegetables. Okay, you. The way you described it was like that meal is illegal. I, was, <laughs> I don't know. I, I love food and I love talking about food, but it's so personal that I feel like I was scared to welcome any opinions on my sure, choice. Sure. What do you think Ramesh has had for his dinner on a Monday night? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like some kind of sandwich with a side of salad. Thank I don't you. know. That, that feels like, do you know what that feels like you've done there? What? Do you know what it feels like you've done? You know when somebody says, how old am I? And you deliberately guess lower because you want to compliment me. what that what that's got is you've looked at me there's no fucking way you looked at me and you thought i've had a soup and a sa-. like what? that's absolutely well, i don't know you might have done Come on, i was thinking Come on, no i'll tell you what i was really thinking it's that yeah. i don't want to assume what you've eaten because you may have dietary requirements that i don't know about i don't want to say oh you had a steak and then you're like oh i'm sorry i don't you know eat what meat. you know what <laughs> You're absolutely correct. I'm vegan. There you it's, go. Look at that. There you look go. Look at that. You're absolutely right. Well, I'm just looking at the time. We're, we're one minute in and I've mentioned it. This is great. 
So anyway, in answer to your question, I had a roast dinner. Oh, lovely. Because, yeah, uh, which we normally have on a Sunday in our house. Yeah. But we, and we, and on it, my wife put a corn on the cob. Okay. What's, <laughs> what's wrong with that? Well, that you shouldn't have that. Isn't, isn't that the sort of thing where oh. if you post it on social media, then everyone goes, you fucking piece of shit, ruin the run. Yeah, yeah. But like the pineapple and pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, where I come from, that was it's very normal to have all kinds of interesting bits and bobs on your roast dinner. So if somebody because we're we're Jamaican, so we you know we'd be having instead of a fried breakfast as we know it, yeah. we'd have like fried plantain on the thing and like. Yeah. You know, callaloo and ackee, as well as baked beans and um, <laughs> eggs and stuff. So, uh, okay, we've made me feel a bit better yeah, about yeah, that. Right. But, um, I was thinking, what if I yeah, didn't right. have time to eat before? Like, would it be okay to eat while we're yeah, doing Yeah, of course it thing? would have been. Maybe it's okay for you to eat. Like, yeah. I'm okay with it personally. Although, I would say that we've only ever had one person eat on the podcast before, and that was Catherine Wright. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, we had more complaints about that episode than we've, we've had about any episode. Really? Yeah, because some people are like, I don't want to hear mastication on a podcast. You know what I mean? Some people do. So. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, some people are into it. Yeah. Like on YouTube. ASMR. Yeah. It's a weird world. Yeah. Do you watch those ASMR videos? I can't do it. No, I, can't. I can't. That sound it. is. You know when they yeah. like when they're like. I'm, I'm going to open the packet now. <laughs> I'm enjoying a sandwich. I'm going to open the sandwich packet. <laughs> well, that, can you do a hip-hop ASMR, maybe? <laughs> what, rap? Whispering? I've just, I've just bought the new Drake EP. It's, co- <laughs> it's covered in cellophane. I'm taking the cellophane off. Not something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm actually slightly, I can't carry on because I'm sort of creeping myself yeah. out a bit. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, this is what, this is such a bullshit start to, sorry, Leanne, how it's are you? It's not, it's a good icebreaker. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you how so, you? Oh, very good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, like a genuine, you know, I was about to say, like, we've got a genuine, a genuine talent on it, but then I realised that's an, in, a massive fucking insult to everybody else we've had on the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you've had some well, great guests. Finally, so. after the pieces of shit we normally have on this podcast, we've got someone that can actually do something. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thank you very much. And, yeah, everyone's been cool, I'm sure. Uh, yes, they've been great. Um, how's, your, how's lockdown been treating you? Um, not too bad. To be honest, um, the first lockdown I found very, very stressful mm. and very um, hard work because I was releasing and promoting my album essentially from my living room. Mm, yes. So, yeah, it was a first. I overcame a lot of challenges that were presented from this very unique circumstance. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I found my stride a bit now and... I did the bulk of the promotion of the album last year, so I kind of feel a bit more free now to work on other music and reconnect with, you know, my friends and family who maybe I wasn't able to connect with as much in the first lockdown. You That album, am I right in saying that album took you, was like, it's like five years in the making? Have I exaggerated that? No, it's true. I mean, I suppose it was five years since I released my 
last work yeah. before this. Um, so was there any part of you that was thinking maybe we should wait until we can put it out in sort of a, a relatively more normal set of circumstances? Or were mm. you thinking it's ready, let's just do it and whatever? What was your sort of thinking on that? I had like pretty much 50-50. Really, yeah. I was like, yeah. I would love to just wait because this seems really scary to try and do this now. But also, you know, it's ready and I'm I'm ready. And I felt like I just would rather not sit on it for ages and then it becomes stale for me, perhaps. So yeah, I went with the option to release and I'm, I'm so glad I did. Please stop asking. Do you still love me? Don't have much to say. Let's speak in the morning. Please don't do this. I'm too far away. Don't know what to tell you, babe. No more hanging did it feel weird trying to... Was it weird promoting it from your house, basically? Yeah, very weird. I had to... One of the one of my most stressful but also most rewarding memories from this was doing um, a performance for Jules Holland. And I just didn't realise... I just think kudos to people who make TV work, you know? Like, it was just such hard work to make all this footage get the lighting right, get the sound right, get my outfit right, my hair, my makeup. Then you got to upload all the footage, which took about seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know about any of this. And then, I mean, thank God we managed to get it all done. But yeah, I was so proud of how it turned out, considering everything that was going on behind the scenes. Was that right? So, yeah. You were one of the first artists to sort of do a live. Was the uh, the Roundhouse? Was Apparently, that? I'm one of the first. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know Laura Marling did one. How was that experience without an audience? And... I think once I'd done the gig, mm. I was able to feel like the normal feelings that you have after a gig. You know, the kind of yeah. excitement and euphoria. But before it, I was very stressed, and it was a whirlwind. I didn't know what was going on. You don't know who's watching, so there's, of course, mm. some awkward silence, which I thought, oh, I'll just embrace that. <laughs> Were you chatting to the audience then in between tracks or whatever? And it... Yes. I was acknowledging that there were yeah. lots of people there. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I've been doing, like, comedy gigs on Zoom, and, like, they have... Yeah. They'll let have, like, a front row of, you know, a virtual front row of, like, 20 people or something. And then... yeah you've got like however many people watching and it's just so weird like <laughs> just doing a <laughs> yeah. gig and then like occasionally like you'll do a joke and it doesn't get anything and you think oh fuck was that bad and then it's because the connection's like got a bit glitchy and then i remember the most embarrassing thing is that i did a joke and it got nothing and i went oh can everyone hear me and they went yeah and i was like oh that just joke just died on its ass like <laughs> it got exactly the response it was supposed to which was nothing uh, it's, so, it's so mad. Have you done any gigs where there isn't an audience fed in or whatever? Because there's a few of those, aren't there, in comedy? But I can't imagine, as a comedian, or let alone a musician, how you bounce off any of that silence. Well, do you, are you, Leanne, are you affected by the crowd, like when you perform? Or do you just do your thing and you're... I personally am. But having done so many things now where there's been no one, mm. uh, it's made me like think about it more, like 
do, do are we really affected by the audience? <laughs> because really, if you're there and there's no audience, you're still going to do the same thing that you were going to do. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's hard to, I think it helps encouragement helps you doesn't it like if people like you and they're cheering that they like you then that yeah. is going to make you feel a lot better the only thing i slightly worry about is like when i started doing stand-up like mm. when when you first do gigs in like you know you're doing your open mic gigs or whatever when an yeah. audience laughs when a gig goes well i couldn't mm. sleep you know i'd be like buzzing my tits buzzing. off like, oh my yes. god this is incredible couldn't sleep like wake up my wife just going i think i've i think i've mastered comedy do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like properly like yeah. properly like buzzing right and then and then as you get as you get as you get more experience you don't mm. stop buzzing like you do you do enjoy it still but you're not buzzing like i don't finish the show it goes well and i'm like ah, I'm the, you know like you just sort of that's mm. your job like that's sort of your job it doesn't become boring you love it but like you don't yeah. buzz on that but it's not brand no. new and exactly exactly yeah what i'm worried about is going mm. back to do that first tour show after mm. like we come out of this, I feel like it's going to be like the first time a big laugh hits me. God, let's hope it does. The first time a big laugh hits me, I might just go, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Just like completely like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Up, up for a couple of days. But yeah, just lose my way during the show. I think you should. Yeah, yeah. I think it is going to be like the first time yeah. for everyone again. It's so exciting. Do you do you do you have tour dates sort of locked in and stuff? I've got a show two shows that I wanted to do in November when the first, when they opened up everything yeah. for a while, yeah. then that's been moved a few times. So hopefully I can do that. And then, yeah, potentially some things in the pipeline. Nothing's guaranteed. No. Check back with me later. Check on my Instagram. Yeah. I, I keep for all the latest updates. <laughs> I don't know what your people that come to see you are like, but the people that, that come to see me yeah uh of sort of very they're sort of quite some of them are quite aggressive so like oh. for, so for example <laughs> you know i've had to move dates like three or four times and then a couple of times yeah. i get i got messages from people going i cannot believe this date <laughs> has moved again and i'm just like i didn't i, I didn't design <laughs> oh, the, can you not believe that though? yeah i didn't design the virus <laughs> Do you know what i mean like this is really, <laughs> yeah. i don't know what to tell you man like, that's the thing there's always going to be someone yeah that is displeased yeah. and they're gonna blame you yeah here's a little bit that you like to fall how did you get into hip-hop okay so leanne you're a you're a hip-hop fan mm -hmm. uh now i don't know how if you've ever listened to this podcast before but what i would say is please don't worry about uh getting too nerdy or anything like that because okay we've had, i'm not yeah. i'm not like that yeah, i'm not yeah. a hip-hop no. nerd also proud of what I do know. Yes, great. So that's, that's the thing. So I just trying to I'm just trying to put that out there because sometimes last few episodes mm. we've had people that sort of get a little bit nervous at the top because they think that we're going to talk about oh did you get that uh, that purple limited edition vinyl of um, people under the stairs like the the one that only came out so if you could only get it in Camden or <laughs> half an hour yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be that so don't worry about it's that it's fine so Leah what uh, how did you how did you sort of get what was your route into hip-hop how did you kind of first get into it um probably through my mother when I was growing up she was always the one with her finger on the pulse and had the coolest stuff so yeah it would just be like whatever was blaring out of her car yeah. And let's say in the late 90s, that was 
like the Fugees pretty much and Jill Scott and um, from from discovering those artists I found my own pathway yeah so then I started listening to became obsessed with you could say Eminem and Dr Dre therefore and D12 and all of that and then uh, Buster Rhymes and Missy Elliott stole my heart yeah. and also of course Mary J Blige and yeah no NERD loads of stuff did you and that's just when I was kind of growing up right 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 and and, di- and when you're like you did you always think your mom was cool uh yes <laughs> and did you ever go through a phase I think she's cool and did you ever go through a phase of not thinking she's cool <laughs> only when she would do embarrassing things mm. <laughs> like if I was doing a concert like she'd make me wave to her from the stage <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, wow, mum, you're really embarrassing, actually. Um, so, yeah, only those times. Other times, most of the time, she's very cool. Um, the reason I'm asking is because my eldest son is 11. Yeah. And I'm trying to get my children into hip-hop, and but they just don't think I'm cool at it. Like, my... <laughs> My eldest son is like getting embarrassed to me. It's getting, it's embarrassing me, and it's like, no. yeah, and I don't, I don't understand. You it. need some advocates. You need people to basically big you up in front your of your wife. Son. Well, the wife would be a good one. Yeah, whoever they. I don't think, think it's cool. I don't think he's going to think I'm cool because his mum says I am. I don't, think, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> you like, could call on some of your celeb mates well, that he knows. Maybe. To give you an idea, Leanne, I, we had KSI on this podcast. Yeah, amazing. And I said, I said to, I said to my son, I went KSI on the podcast today, and he goes, "What?" I said, KSI. <laughs> I go with KSI on the podcast. He goes, "What on your podcast?" I went, "Yeah," and he goes, "Why would KSI come on your podcast?" <laughs> I said, "Because." It's a hip hop podcast. He likes hip hop because you say because your dad is cool. Yeah, well, I did say a bit. Okay, of that. and then he demanded <laughs> to see a photo because he didn't believe. Right. Then I showed yeah. him the photo, and then he just said like he looked really embarrassing that I was trying to be like apparently the way I was stood in the photo was like I was trying to be like cool or whatever. Oh no! I guess what I'm saying Sounds is like this is going to take some work. Yeah, it's going to take some work. <laughs> it's going to take years, and it's going to. I think it might be something it's going to explain to a therapist later on in life, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't... So anyway, that's that's my own personal thing. We're not here to talk about that. So um, so you sort of, your mum kind of got you into it and then you got into Eminem, Dre and, and Buster Rhymes. What was it about those people that kind of stood out to you? I think it was very much just what I was seeing and hearing mm. just had a big effect on me because I just really was into the beats. I was really into the raps that I could follow along and I could, you know, I could do my own versions of them to myself and, you know, and all of that. Like, it just was very accessible, it felt like, even though, obviously, it was very uh, parental advisory, etc. Yeah. But, um... What was your mum's attitude towards uh, swearing in music? So I've, I've sound very, uh, I sound very obsessed with the parental uh, role here. Sorry, about you that. are a bit, but I'll it's mo- fine. I'll move, I'll move on from it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, she didn't mind. But I remember one time I was got my dad to buy me Eminem and D12, and the song came on, and then it was like, "You can suck my dick if you don't like my shit." Mm. <laughs> And I was listening with my dad, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So you can suck my dick if you don't like my shit. Because I was high when 
pop till my pupils swell up like two pennies. I'm Clint Eastwood in his mid-twenties. A young ass man with a trash can strapped to the back of his ass so the rats can't shoot through his last pants. I'm like a mummy at night, fighting with bright lightning, frightened with five little white biking and pills biting him. I'm like a fucking wasp in a hospital lost, stinging the fuck out of everything I come across in the halls. I light a candle. Oh, sorry, guys. I just, I just like So that was a little embarrassing, but... You know, they, I think they understood, you know, I'm not going to go out and use all of this language in my everyday life to strangers. It's a pretty deep lyric, to be fair. What, if you, you can suck my dick if you don't like my shit? Do you know, <laughs> do you know, do you know the thing is, is that, it, like, because you get so used to it, you don't, it doesn't even register. Yeah. You just think, why would anyone put that on a song? Like, the way you just, you just said it, so you can suck my dick if you don't <laughs> like my shit. When you say it like that, it sounds absolutely horrendous. It's very offensive. And that's the thing, maybe it's all, it was like disguised really well because the music was so, the music was so interesting that you just kind of don't register how extremely awful the lyrics are. There's, there's also in D12, Bizarre, who, yeah. whose only mission seems to be to say the most horrific, disgusting shit. He said the most horrific, horrific things. Yeah, it was. I couldn't actually listen to a lot of the stuff he particularly it's was like, saying. It's not like the rest of D12 were being particularly sort of PG, and he just thought, "I just because like look, look, I hope Bizarre doesn't hear this." But you know, what if he does? Well, if he does, he can. <laughs> now I'm worried. Then we got, then we got beef. Yeah, then we got beef, and then suddenly we get ourselves some listeners. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but the thing with Bizarre is, you know, I like D12, but Bizarre, bars-wise, is possibly sort of the least kind of technically skilled, right? So, so I think he might have sort of consciously thought, well, do you know what? If I can't spit quite like the others, what I'm gonna do is say some horrific, say the most horrific shit that I possibly can. Do you think it was more for the attention? I think so. I think he's... Or for the spotlight. Yes, I think yeah. so. You know, if you're if you're in a group, you, you're in any group you want to sort of uh, represent properly. If you're in a group that, that sort of fraternises with Eminem, who's arguably one of the best to ever kind of pick up a mic, mm. then you've got, I guess you're sort of thinking, well, what do I do here? Because like... That's true. It's one and honestly, I was supporting them because I loved Eminem. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, if Eminem likes this, then yeah, I'll like yeah. this. I mean, that's, listen, listen <laughs> yeah, that's what they based their whole, that was the whole fucking business model. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I know that now, looking yeah. back. was um, 12 at the time. Yeah, it was basically, the meaning is, yeah. you can suck my dick if you don't like my shit. I know that you only like me <laughs> because we hang out with Eminem. That's kind of what the... <laughs> Exactly. The underlying thing. And then we're going to get Eminem to sing that bar yeah, part yeah, of yeah, the song. Yeah. And get him featured. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be fine. Are they still performing? Are they still around, though? The D12? No, there's, some been, there's been some stuff. One of them passed away. Yeah, Proof passed away. Um, yeah. And I don't think they're, they're still doing their thing. I don't know what the situation is with Eminem and them, to be honest with you. But Bizarre, if you, if you want to get in touch and update us, uh, please do let <laughs> us know, man. We'd love to. We'd love to know exactly what the situation is. Now, Buster Rhymes, have you have you listened to Buster's latest album? I actually haven't. Right. So so and listen. No. The, let me tell you something. Right. Whenever okay. I hear about um, somebody that I used to love, or that you know, that's been going for a long time. Yeah. And they come out with an album after a long time. You think to yourself. Is this going to be yeah. all right? And and also, this is You're called scared to listen. Yes, yeah, scared to exactly scared yeah. to listen. In the same way that I was scared the other day to watch Coming to America Two. Right. <laughs> so scared. I was scared. Is to it listen. worth watching? Coming to America Two. I think for the you know 
out of respect for the people involved in the project, I'd rather sort of, uh, I'd rather keep my views to myself. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. You know, everyone, I think it looks like everyone turned up on time and it was lit well. Um, (laughs) But listen, Buster Rhymes, so Buster Rhymes did Extinction, just brought out an album called Extinction Level Event 2, the sequel Mm -hmm. to Extinction Level Event, uh, which doesn't mean anything really. Album sequel. I don't know, Leanne, if you've ever got any intentions of doing an album sequel. Leanne Le Havis 2. I don't know if that's ever... <laughs> Aren't they kind of all sequels? Like, they could all be called Leanne Le Havis 1, 2 and 3. So maybe that's the easy route out. Yeah, I mean, it, just, it, it just saves you a few minutes when you're thinking about the titles. Is the sequel, is it unique to hip-hop, that, that sort of format? I think it might be, because, like, when Eminem came out with the Marshall Mathers LP 2, everybody got really mm. excited, like, Oh my god, he's doing he's doing Marshall Mathers LP ten. Yeah, but it's still the same. It's still the same guy. Like it's not it's not it's not a storyline. Like do you know what I mean? It's like I understand if you're excited about Tom Cruise doing Mission Imp- the new Mission Impossible because that is the film. Mm. Do you know what I mean? An album, you know, like if you go, I remember like people did it about Raycorn when Raycorn, you know, only built for Cuban Links is such a classic, and then he's like he's going to do only built for Cuban Links too, and you go oh. yeah, but you also did a whole load of albums in between that you didn't buy. So, but now because it's it's named after the sequel, it's named after that classic album. You go, oh, this is definitely going to be better because he decided to call it only built for Cuban Links too. Find it very confusing. It's not confusing. <laughs> I just sort of think, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But what I will tell you, having said all of that, that sort of waffling diatribe I've just issued, Extinction Level Event Two is a stone cold mm-hmm. banger. Okay, good. Oh my god. Thank God. It's okay. So so good. Look, bitch is my city, you get smacked silly Throw it with yours, Kimmy Back to shut shit now, nigga fuck with me Jail music for riots, cash is about 50 Fuck the place up till I turn 160 Now I'm here to set it up, motherfucking lift it up Get your niggas drunk till you lay in your bed and piss it up Now I'm back with the coke and the make you all sniff it up And skirt, skirt in the rape, watch me Tokyo drift it up Take this loss, all day sauce Take this I just, I support him because, you know, back in the day, I just, yeah. I can't part with my relationship I had with the music back then. And so it's still, you know, close to my heart is, is Buster Rhymes. There's an amazing video that I, I, I did, we did a show, I did a show on BBC Two and we included this video. We're talking about celebrity uh, relationships with their fans, like how they interact with their fans, mm. right? And there's a video of Buster Rhymes, like years ago, back when he must have been, it must have been like when he was absolutely like, put your hands where my eyes can see, like that kind of, you know, that when he was super famous, crossed over, everybody knew who Buster Rhymes was, right? And it's like Manchester or somewhere. And he's walking to his tour bus and there's this Mm -hmm. woman and her kid just going, Buster, Buster, can we get a photo, please? Buster Rhymes, can we get a photo? (laughs) And then he just ignores them and goes to get into the bus. And then this woman just goes, Oh, so ignorant. And he just, and he stops and he turns around and he goes, excuse me, did you call me ignorant? And then she goes, yeah, because you won't do the photo. <laughs> he goes, you are an ignorant bitch. And, and the whole crowd just go, oh, and he goes, I want to take a shit. You telling me I shouldn't go and take a shit? And they said I should take a photo with you and then shit on myself? Is that what you want? <laughs> like, it was so good, man. And she's going... That's a good point. You can't argue with that. Yeah, and then she's going... She's just going, oh, he's been ever so rude in front of the kids, isn't it? Awful. 
he's a human being he's a human like being. the rest of us yeah. and we always have to remember that about famous people <laughs> is that they shit too <laughs> yeah exactly thank you yeah it's absolutely right that could be a new sort of you know charity what <laughs> famous people shit what too. do you mean and then what would you do what would you be, what would you be <laughs> donating money to? Need, but like celebrities in need something like that i'm just ripping celebrities need for what though a shit <laughs> yeah but then what do why would you what, who what are you spending the money on what are you donating money for get them more privacy oh i see right okay yeah. then they want than they have you mean already Leanne, the, the idea, yes. you're so polite that you're actually trying to fucking scaffold Rupert's dreadful I, idea. I, I, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Finally, we'll take this offline and work it through. And then we'll present it. Yeah. Present it properly. Um, so anyway, listen, that's a recommendation, Leanne. It's a recommendation. All right, I appreciate it. Also, what I would say is, just to sort of put in your locker, famous people need to shit too. Great album title, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the first one. <laughs> Uh, Wait, what was the first? F- famous people need to shit. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, man, what's your favorite hip hop album? Leanne, what would you say is your your favourite? What's your favourite hip-hop album of all time? I know that's a, a difficult question. I thought it was a difficult question mm. until I remembered how much I love Missy Elliott. I'm going to say Miss E, so addictive. Miss E be putting it down. I'm the hottest round. I told your mother, y'all can't stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Since you're with me now. Um, how come you love me? By the way, I, I, I went into that question suggesting that I don't agree with you, but why do you love Missy Elliott so much? Hmm. Um, I have always loved her songs and her voice, number one. I think she has always had this like amazing avant-garde style and this out-of-the-box thinking and just generally she seems to always be the only one in her field Mm. so yeah even back in the 90s like she was just the only one that looked like her that sounded like her doing that thing and just you know easily as heavyweight as a lot of the male hip-hop stars that were around at the time and i think she's still 
on top. Yeah. Still queen. Love her. If you if you put her records on now, mm-hmm. they still sound current. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, 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 I, I really, I you can take any, I agree. You can take any one of her, of her albums or singles or whatever and stick them on now and they sound, they sound so great. And she was Sounds like, fresh. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and actually, this happened to me a lot, like around the time when Missy first came out, but like, I didn't, I didn't like Missy when she first, you know, that I didn't like it. I just thought this isn't for me. I couldn't get my head around it because it was so different at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it was almost like I then grew to realize why it was, do you know what I mean? It's like that thing where you go, yeah. I can't, this isn't like what I normally listen to. This isn't like what I've normally seen. So now I'm just yes. going to go, this ain't for me. And then it's only mm-hmm. like a bit later on. That I was like, this is fucking like, she's a genius. Like, do you know what I mean? It's amazing. Like, she's yeah. So good. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. I don't know if she's still in it, but I, I've just done. I've, I've just played a mouse in this film, Cinderella. And yeah. Miss Dillett was playing the town crier, and I was really? yeah, I was very excited to meet her. But as I'm saying oh. that, um, I didn't meet her because we didn't have any okay. sex together. And I also don't know if she still went on to do the film. So actually, everything I've just said could be could be legally. It bothered. is a good story. Yeah, it's a great story, but isn't it? Shall we wait and see? Yeah, Leanne, shall do you want to hear the story about it? how I didn't meet Missy Elliott because she didn't do the thing <laughs> I was involved in? That's basically... I think a lot of people have got that story. I also did a thing that Missy Elliott wasn't in. Mine was just yeah. going to Sainsbury's and she wasn't there. <laughs> oh, God. Guys. I know, I know. Um... <laughs> So what hip hop do you do? You, how much hip hop do you listen to now? Do you listen to much now? Yeah, actually. So what happened is I broke my phone yeah. recently, and I got one of my older phones back into play, and the Apple Music thing wouldn't work on it, mm. and all that I had was whatever had been downloaded on that phone. So it turned out I just had loads of Drake and everything everything <laughs> and also kendrick lamar to pimp a butterfly oh lovely so i yeah and what sorry what's the drake album with hold on we're going home well that is a great question for somebody who's a bigger drake expert than me because i don't know rupert uh, i don't either it's called nothing was the same right that one with the blue the blue... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little side profile. One. Yeah, yeah. His, like, you know, his classic album. Yeah. So um, it's that. It's To Pimp a Butterfly and some Everything, Everything. And, yeah, for months and months and months, that's all I could get on my phone. I imagine that's quite nice. Yeah. Just focusing on a couple of albums. Not exactly. And so I was going to say, what I've been like, listening no. to, it's, it's reignited my obsession with To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm. I think mean, it's just... It's amazing. It's un- unbelievable, timeless. And I, yeah, just really love Kendrick Lamar. Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. Kunta, black man taking no losses. Oh, yeah. Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. When you got the yams. What's the yams? The yam is the power that be. You can smell it when I'm walking down the street. Do you find that music gets ruined for you because you do it ever? Like, do, do you ever listen to it and think this is this is really easy to do? I, it's sort of I don't get why people like this. Um, you're not talking about Kendrick. No, no, I'm obviously. Not no, okay. <laughs> no. 
Um, Although it would be incredible think... if you unmask Kendrick as a charlatan. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I just, I think it's possible. But no, I was, I was going to say, I don't... It, music isn't ruined for me. A lot of... Um, I, I think I, I do tend to analyse things, maybe, a, a bit differently. Yeah. But I think the, the rule remains that if the thing is just amazing, then it can't be... You can't even if you do analyze it loads. It's you're, it's amazing. Yeah. You're analyzing it because you're so in awe of it. Yes, you know it's not always about being complicated and technically difficult, is it? Like sometimes things. No, not at all. Things just have something else to them, don't they? That's what it is. I think that's what I like about the music that I like. It's that it's got some other thing going on, and it's not just that I'm impressed by. How many chord progressions and different shapes and mm. you know all the technical bits like there are some people that are in, impressed by that but yeah it's got it's just got to have another quality to it and i, I think that's the the soul that it's got and is it right do you have some biggie on the phone as well yes i've got uh machine gun funk so just the one song <laughs> <laughs> um but it was it was played to me like 10 years ago and I was like at a party or something not recently obviously no of course but uh, in the before times yeah. I was at a party and I remembered that tune and I was like oh this would go off so I searched the one song and put that down there so yeah so you wanna be hardcore with your hat to the back talking about the gaps in your raps but I can't feel that hardcore appeal that you're screaming maybe I'm dreaming this ain't Christopher Williams still the reason I mention it is because I've just started, well, I say started, I've listened to it loads, but just recently started listening to, again, Ready to Die, the album that that came off. Yeah. And fucking hell, man, like, it's, it's not like I need to remind him, but Biggie was so, he's so good. That album's so he's good. The, he's so good. Yeah. He's like... He was the one. Have you watched the Netflix documentary? Have you seen that yet? No, I've not. So it's a new, the new. It, what is it? What is the documentary? Is it about his life or is it about, yeah, it's about his life? But there was a guy I can't remember his name, but he throughout his whole career just followed him round, on, wow. like with a video camera. So it's like made footage and like from day one sort of thing. Okay, how long is this prick sitting on this footage for? Because like, I, know, I thought, yeah. What's going on here, mate? You said he decided now was the time. Yeah, incredible though. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah, he'd love it. I've just bought a massive. We're moving house now. Is it stressful? It is stressful, and so I've got a little. I've got a little office set up in my in the new place. Um, my wife said to me, choose some artwork for it. I've bought a massive. I would argue too big for the room picture of painting the figure. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so excited about. I think it. the bigger the better. Yeah, yeah. If it's of Biggie, yeah. like. It should be disproportionate to the room size. Thank you very much. Can I, I'm, I'm going to tell her that you said that because she's a fan. If I can tell you said that. Okay, great. Do you have this commissioned or are you just like off the shelf purchase? It's not, uh, it's somewhere in between those two things. I didn't have it commissioned, but it's like, it's one of a limited, they say limited one, everything's limited, isn't it? It's not like they've not done infinite copies of this picture. So obviously everything, so when they say limited run, mm. mugs like myself, in the same way that I do for trainers, just get all excited like a little fucking hype beast twat. And then go, I've got to get it now. 
So there you go, I've got it. But it's probably like a thousand. I mean, I remember I was on holiday. I just happened to you guys. I was on holiday in Kenya. We go, we ride down out of the hotel. We go, there's a guy in a running a stall, tells us his story about how he's just trying to make a living doing these paintings. And this is one that he did. And then I haggle with him, I buy it. And then we go into town the next day, every fucking shop's got them. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I, I, I'm not trying to... Yeah, it's the most frustrating <laughs> thing though. You just want a good deal, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So live now, Leanne, we all, we're always moaning yeah. on this podcast mm-hmm. about live hip hop, uh, and um, what that it's not good enough. Basically, or something. Basically, if if somebody took somebody that didn't know Leanne Lahavas's music to a Leanne Lahavas gig, what would happen is you've got a good chance of that person becoming a fan after going to that gig. My problem is is that mm. whenever I take friends of mine to come and see a hip-hop act that I really love, mm-hmm. they come to the gig and afterwards they say, why the fuck do you listen to that? Because so many times, like the mm. sound's not right or they, they don't yeah. really give a shit about the live show because they've come over to the UK like on a contractual <laughs> obligation or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've seen it so many times. So like, have you been to many hip-hop gigs? And what I really want to know is, have you been to any good ones? Um, I I know what you're saying about, you know, there's always something, isn't there? And it's I think it's harder when you're not just a singer. Yeah. Uh, who's also got, I'm fortunate to have like a live band. So there's just always guaranteed there's going to be some real live music happening. Um, so, yeah, I know what you're saying because a lot of it is backing tracks being you know triggered by someone so I was skeptical about the one that I was going to see I was like well how is it how are you going to convey all the emotion that I feel when I listen to your recordings but it they nailed it whatever they did they nailed it it was it was Kendrick Lamar yeah at Coachella 2017 Coachella yeah oh (laughs) (laughs) It was actually amazing. I was, like I said, I was very sceptical because also festivals, anything can happen Mm. at a festival. Um, Stuff tends to go wrong. So I was, it was astounding. It was so artistic. I think he basically like nailed it with the kind of the aesthetic of it and then just happened to have really good sound and he just has so much charisma. Like, and you could... It was so believable, basically. Like you, it, you really see that he is into art, yeah. and he is into making himself this, you know, into this thing, using himself as a canvas. So I loved it. I was obsessed. But you were Kendrick fan, so you were excited because you'd listened to his music, and then the love yeah, you yeah. matched up to that, right? Yeah, and it was just at the time that um, DNA and all of that had just oh, come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was obviously loads of hype around it, but he just, he took it all in his stride. I thought it was so beautiful. What was... Uh, and what just was a showcasing that? all the talent behind it too. Just That's me analysing it yeah. as another musician. Yeah. But it was very, it was just very oh, well done. Yeah. I loved it. What was Coachella like? Is it amazing to go Coachella? Yeah. I think, to be honest, because I'm an artist, it was different for me than it would be for a regular punter. Mm. I, there's like a whole thing where you can't 
drink alcohol in the normal just walking around you have to go to a specific area to consume the alcohol then you go see the gig whereas at Glastonbury you can do whatever wherever so it's different in that way but like it's obviously amazing scenery the weather is amazing everybody's beautiful and yeah it's like artists that you wouldn't normally maybe get to see in the UK as well because a lot of Americans play uh, are you a festival person would you say yes yeah I love it I love camping I love it. I love walking around for ages in boots, <laughs> meeting strangers and becoming friends and then moving on. I love it. Oh, God. Do you know what? You just described like an anxiety dream for me. Oh, no. Is that bad? <laughs> no, it's good. Do you not like just meeting it's strangers? Good that you like, it's good that you love it. I mean, it's good, but it's just like, as you were describing it, it was like somebody had said... Um, Leanne is going to name all of the things that you hate most in life. You, you, know, you hate camping. I just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Come on. I cannot fathom it as a thing. Like, I, I just. I just don't think you've been doing it right. Well, And also you don't have to camp the whole time at the festival. I do this thing where I just camp until I can't take it anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> and that yeah. could be one night, that could be two <laughs> nights. Usually two and a half night two and a half so like 3am on the third yeah. night you just go and go into a hotel we've got to get- I'm like wow yeah it's over for me now <laughs> I've got to go <laughs> and then I'll have a strategy I'll have like a, a plan in place that can get me out of it oh nice so, yeah. maybe I should do that <laughs> Now the thing I wanted to talk about, we're almost, we're almost actually, we're almost out of time actually, because we spent forty-five minutes talking about dinner. But, um, <laughs> but what I wanted to ask you is one of the things that I, was interesting because obviously we sort of send out questions in advance and sort of get your take on stuff and the mm-hmm. the constant flexing of wealth in hip hop. Now, yeah, do you, do you want to talk about? Yeah, it? well, I'm we slightly you know, scared to talk about it because. I, you know, I'm obviously there's so much complexity, sure. the layers. Yeah, that I, you know, I don't know everything. No, I just know um, absolutely. But it's you know, it's it's because disclaimer. Thing, yeah, sure. Leanne is not saying that she is the absolute authority on <laughs> on the display, mm. the flexing of cultural wealth complexity yeah. of flexing wealth in hip hop. It's a really <laughs> interesting one, though, isn't it? Because like, yeah. you know, for example, if you listen to Juicy, right? like Biggie. Mm-hmm. The thing yes. about that is he says, mm. I was here and now I'm here. And it's really great that I'm here, right? You know, I'm really happy that yes. I'm here. And I started off here. And that song to me feels uplifting. Do you know what I mean? Because you sort yeah. of go, this is a story of somebody moving up beyond their their, their circumstances, right? Yeah. But... That's of, kind of inspiring. Yes. But there's you know, a lot you're rooting of, for him. Exactly. But there's a lot of hip hop that's just sort of focuses on the the there bit. And you're sort of talking about yeah. like, you're talking about what you've got, you know. But there's no backstory. No, exactly. So we've got to assume that, yes. you know, you've made it there, but you know, but like, I don't know. Cause in this world that we live in now, and it's so capitalistic and, you know, like I think people are worried about, buying into that too much as well because if you're in a privileged position you know I think you also want to be seen to be helping in some way if you can using your privilege so when we get hip-hop and it's just like I've got this amazing bag and I've got this amazing car and all these diamonds it's like ah 
you know, that's really great. And I would love some diamonds, mm. don't get me wrong. But like, you know, can we can we possibly reiterate it to say like, I've got all this, but I am also willing to help communities yes. to, yeah, yeah. you know, advance themselves uh, using my privilege and wealth in that hip hop has brought me. Yes. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I no, don't know. No, but I know what you, I know what you yeah. mean. It's like, but it is a cultural thing. It's like, I sort of feel yeah, like definitely cultural. When when I, like, I, I we I did a show with we, we, and I was talking to Anthony Joshua about this right about like because yeah. he was talking about he said he said I did a video and he goes and I sort of tilted my head so you could see the double R I was in a Rolls Royce right like you know he wasn't saying it in an arrogant way he's just going you know you got to give him, he said it in a really charming way you got to give him a yeah. little bit of the you know that's but and I said to him so, yeah I said do you feel like you want to do that and he goes. He goes, I know like you can interpret that as like a little bit kind of arrogant or whatever, or, f- or f- you're flaunting. He goes, but it's just like, he goes, the way I see it, it's like, you're just showing a bit of sauce. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is what I've, I've got yeah. a little bit of, you know, I look, I've got this thing, you know, like, and it's kind of like that thing of like almost, you know, what when you see uh, people like, people who are mega, mega rich, right? And, and people yeah. say, well, when you look at the ultra rich, or the really wealthy people, they don't have yeah. a la- they don't have a label emblazoned across their top. No, they don't have this. That's that. the thing. But yeah. but but the, the thing is, is that's because they didn't not have it. So like so like you know when you when you move into a place where you do have it, yeah. you just want to go. I fucking made it. Look, this is Balenciaga. It's so, it's you know what I mean? true like, though. Like, it is. That's not. Yeah. And, that's and so the thing. It's, su- it's, like, it's such a complex thing. But I think what you're saying is right. It's like you want to go look. Isn't this exciting? Because I've got this, that, and the other, right? You know, like like you said, I'm not yeah. I'm not claiming that I'm the definitive article on this, and I'm issuing a disclaimer as well to go alongside Leanne's. But that thing of like going, what do you do with your wealth? You can do that, but then also above and beyond that, you can do something more positive. And like, you know, do you have do we have enough records where people are talking about how they put money back into the community and they do this? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So so I agree with you. I I, I know what you mean. It feels like. There, there is a level of aspiration there, but there's an argument that aspiration should also be about taking what you've got and the blessings that you've got mm-hmm. and, and, put, and, and creating something positive from those things. Do you know what I mean, I think? Yeah, because I guess, because my thing is, this is my personal opinion now, it's just like, how much money do you need just for you, yeah. really? To live a comfortable life, yes. You've got you've got a certain level of comfort, right? But to actually be comfortable, you I don't know, like you could argue you don't need billions of pounds <laughs> to live a comfortable life. So I'm like, okay, we're well, gonna if it was me, maybe there'd be, you know, a nice portion of that to go back into yeah. helping in some way. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But you're, but, Definitely but, but, not a billionaire. <laughs> no. But apparently, so, yeah. apparently, and I know and I'm fully aware that this is a lot of money, but mm. uh, apparently over and above, I've read somewhere, over and above eighty thousand pounds a year annual salary, over and above that, anything you might over and above that, in terms of your happiness index, the addition to your is negligible. So so up to right. up to, up to, That's to so earning up to and including eighty thousand pounds, you're talking about genuine increments in your in your happiness you know in your sort of satisfaction contentment whatever and then over and above that what you tend to do is you tend to cut your cloth accordingly so it's not like do you know what i mean you sort of it, it, it becomes relative exactly exactly yeah apparently do you know what i mean but 
mm-hmm. you know, it depends how much you like, like Dior Jordans or whatever, I suppose. But, um, but yeah. 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 And that's the thing. I don't want to also, I don't want it's not to say that there aren't lots of high earning uh, hip hop artists out there that aren't contributing something to their, to, to things that they care about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can't, I can't possibly know because also people don't all want to share that side of what they're no. doing as well. Yeah. Um, I don't want to like be seen to be shitting on any of the cultural no, I know what you mean. I know what this. you mean. I know you know what I mean? Because, like, I know people that, you know, for them to earn loads of money when they came from, uh, you know, a very humble beginnings, it's, um, it's an amazing achievement. Yeah. And life is to be enjoyed if you can. So there is also that, and I'm not trying to belittle that aspect of it. No. Well, look, Leanne, um, time has flown. You have been... It really has. You have been a delightful guest. Like, one of the best best ever guests, Rupert. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, you say that to all of them. No, we don't. Probably. Um, yeah, no, thank you so much. It's it's really an honour to be on here with you. No, and, thanks um, for coming on, man. Yeah, uh, I love it. Thank you. Um, and listen, obviously, your album came out last year. You've got shows coming up. What, gen- genuine question. Yeah. If we want to support you... By, yeah. by by engaging with your album. What is the best way to do that? Is it buying a physical copy of it or what? What's the, what? I was going to say that as as an analogue lover, yeah. I would encourage you to buy a vinyl or a CD, but maybe vinyl. I think it sounds nicer. And I put a lot of effort into the actual, you know, the physical thing, because I think if, God forbid, if the internet just went off one day, how are we going to access all of our Spotify accounts? Yeah. We're going to turn to records and tapes. So I've made a lovely physical version for everyone's enjoyment. So yeah, if you want to do that, please do that. Leon, you just absolutely yeah. scared the shit out of me. Can I tell you why? why? Because I just suddenly thought, oh my God, if... Leanne was... for president. No, but if there was a zombie apocalypse or some shit like that... Yeah. You don't have your digital music collection anymore, do you? You don't have iCloud. You don't have QuickTime. You don't have any of this anymore. You kept all your vinyl, though, Rom. At least you have it up to a certain period. I've got, I've got loads. Of, yeah, I've got vinyl. I've got loads of vinyl, but I'm pretty sure I'm not storing it in the cr- appropriate way. I was going to say we need like a fire retardant yeah. um, <laughs> packaging. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> and to keep our vinyl players all safe okay yeah yeah well uh please do buy leanne's album on vinyl okay <laughs> but also while we do have digital please stream it yeah i mean stream it as well but at your leisure yeah, but what and, she's uh, saying is download. if you don't buy it on vinyl you're not really supporting that's what she's saying <laughs> you're sort of freeloading and also we'll welcome any donations to celebrities in need is that what you're calling <laughs> celebrities need a shit yeah. too yeah. or something uh <laughs> Leanne, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 